Welcome to the Get in the Fight podcast. My name is Nate Whitson, and I'm the founder of Get in the Fight Ministries and our exclusive online fight club for Christian men. Everything we do here is dedicated to helping Christian men become the men that God meant for them to be. So if you're looking for helpful content and conversations that can help you to grow and become the man that God made you to be, then you're in the right place. But before we get started, please do me a huge favor and be sure to subscribe, click the like button, and then leave us a five-star review. Doing that helps us to reach more men who are looking for content just like this. Also, if you'd like to learn more about our mission and how to get involved or how to join the Fight Club, then head on over to getinthefight.club. That's getinthefight.club and learn more today. But without further ado, it's time to get in the fight. So let's go. Hey guys, it's Nate Whitson here with the Get in the Fight podcast. Thanks for joining me for episode number 37 super grateful to have you and just want to thank you that that you listen, that you engage with this ministry and with this podcast. I I know for a lot of you, you're listening today because you're on the same mission as I am and as our community is. And we are men who are serious about becoming the kind of man that God meant for us to be. We think that God meant for Christian men to live bigger and better lives than many of us have been, myself included. And so we're on this journey together to figure out how do we embrace that? How do we become that? How do we be that kind of man? And so if that's you, or if that's if you're here because somebody sent this to you, maybe take it as a compliment. They see the potential that's in you, and they want to help you to just live that out to the fullest. So we're here for that. We, we appreciate you listening. Today's conversation is recorded at a time where we're planning for a year end, so at the time that this comes out, it'll be uh, the end of 2023. We're talking about uh, planting seeds of success for the next year and really thinking about how to um, process year end, how to think about uh, reflecting on what worked, what didn't work, uh, and then really planting seeds for the future, for going into the next season. So whether you're listening to this at the end of a year and you're kind of thinking uh, as we are today about what it's like to be in this moment where the year is ending and we're in this time of reflection for a new year or you're listening to it at some other point in the year it doesn't really matter the goal of today the point of today is that whatever season you are in today you can be planting seeds for the next one okay so again if this isn't uh, year end for you no big deal but you're in a season and God wants to have you planting and producing uh, future harvest and, and thinking ahead to the future. So we're going to learn uh, a little bit of that today. We're going to learn how to reflect and try to plant seeds of success uh, for the future in different areas. Okay, It's kind of like this. This is the analogy. Imagine that a farmer is planting seeds today, and he's preparing his land. He's doing all that goes into prepping the ground and putting down fertilizer and tilling it up. And he's, he's doing all of these things in order to have a huge harvest. Well, we all know how this analogy works, this real life story works. The reality is he's planting a seed today that he can't enjoy or find success in today. This is a seed that goes in the ground for tomorrow. And in fact, when you're planting a seed in terms of building a harvest, the harvest for that seed is a long time away. In fact, one of the things 
that we deal with is just the idea that planting a seed today isn't very fun in a lot of ways, right? We are so microwave, give it to me fast, I want immediate results kind of people that when we plant a seed today, we're very impatient. But it's not how life works. It's not how we win the game, right? This is a seed that gets planted for tomorrow. And in fact, what's interesting is if you think about it, there are seeds that were planted yesterday in this idea that you are harvesting today. Now, what's interesting about harvesting, sometimes you have an amazing harvest. Sometimes what you get is a harvest that is abundant. You get a harvest that um, is extra. And there are times where the things that you harvest in your life are anything but abundant. They're, they're drought-type seasons. There's very little harvesting that you get from the seeds that you had planted. And so this is a reality that we have to address. We have to kind of look at the seeds that we planted and the conditions in which they were planted to help us figure out how to have success when it comes to being a farmer for spiritual fruit, a farmer for physical health, a farmer for all of those seeds that we're planting in our life, okay? So that's kind of where we're going with this today. Our actions, our planting in this story and analogy that we're building off of here affects tomorrow. And we can't speed up the process of this. And in fact, we probably wouldn't want to because great things take time. A huge harvest is something that you don't get to plant today, harvest tomorrow. It just doesn't work that way. So we want to embrace this and we want to learn to use this idea to propel us into a successful tomorrow. Listen to this verse from Galatians 6, verse 7 and 8. You've probably heard this many times. It's such a great verse for us to consider and think about in this conversation today. It says, do not be deceived. What an intro. <laughs> do not be deceived in this conversation we're having today. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps whatever he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. So in this passage, we see... Number one, that many times men are deceiving themselves or they are being deceived by thinking that they can plant one thing and harvest another. It, it would be foolish for us to think that we could plant seeds of laziness and a year from now harvest physical fitness. Nobody would think that, right? I saw a thing yesterday, speaking of this, <laughs> there was a picture somebody put on Instagram of a four-pound bag of sugar. And the title or the, you know, the quote in there was saying, this is how much sugar you drank in one month if you drink just one can of soda per day. Four pounds of sugar. So if I said to you, you're going to plant in your body four pounds of sugar in the next month, what do you think you will reap from sowing that seed? 
you would say diabetes, <laughs> tiredness, I mean, all kinds of things. You're going to gain weight. There would be no surprise at all, right? Don't be deceived. Whatever you plant is going to produce an abundance of that thing. So what are some of the things that you would like to harvest in a great way? Well, if that is a better marriage, what are the seeds of great marriages? It might be saying kind things throughout the day to your wife. Again, we're talking to Christian men here, not Christian women in particular. But we're saying to you, man, like, do you give uh, non-sexual you know, hugs and touches throughout the day? Do you hold her hand? Do you thank her for all the work that she does? Do you figure out what her love language is and figure out how to speak more of that into her life? Are you planting those seeds? Or do you have a critical spirit? Do you come home from work and just notice everything that's not done? Do you take for granted all of the laundry that gets folded? You know, do you boss her around? Do you talk uh, down to her? Do you embarrass her? Uh, by the way you speak to your friends about her, things like that, right? Like what exactly are you planting in your marriage? We, know we talked about physical health, and one of the big things we talk about uh, here at Get in the Fight is just how interconnected our lives are. If you are physically not healthy and strong, what do you think next year looks like for you? What do you think is going to be the the reward of being lazy, not moving your body, not eating well. In fact, I, I just, in the not too distant past, <laughs> started tracking the food that I've been eating again. I'm telling you, like you have no idea how many calories you bring in if you don't track it. You just have no clue. I was paying attention to what I was eating, but I wasn't tracking it. And then I was putting in some goals and thought, oh my gosh, like I have to eat a lot less in terms of calories than I was doing. And, and again, when I think, oh, it's just an extra sandwich or it's just one more drink throughout the whole day, it all adds up. And I think that's the point in, in what I'm trying to say to you today. Don't be deceived. It all adds up. It all matters. What you plant is what you are going to get an abundance of, whether that's good or whether that's bad. So in your mental life, what are you paying attention to? I heard a great saying the other day that said, pay attention to what you pay attention to most because you will become what you pay attention to most. Man, I think that's true. Are you paying attention to negative things? Are you paying attention to how you don't have enough? Are you paying attention the most to how bad things are or whining and complaining? Are you paying attention to everything that's not right in the world, or are you paying attention to God's word? Are you paying attention to the blessings that you have? Are you paying attention to all that you have uh, that you don't deserve, right? I mean, just the, the flip of the switch to pay attention to whatever is right, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is just. Think on these things. Why does the scripture tell us that? Because whatever you pay attention to most affects what you reap mentally, what kind of mindset you have. When you go through something tough and you have to take on a challenge as a man, do you say to yourself, this is going to suck? 
Or do you say, good, this is going to make me better. I'm glad I get to go through this. Speaking of I get to, we talk to our kids about this mentality all the time. When we go clean the church and we're putting, you know, our hands in the toilet to clean the toilets and we're scrubbing and we're uh, cleaning off the dirt and garbage that people left behind and we're, you know, emptying the trash bags. Sometimes the kids will say, gosh, do we have to go do that? And I say, no, we get to. Now, I'm sure that doesn't inspire them. <laughs> I'm sure they hate that when dad says that. But think about the difference of what you reap when you sow a mentality of, I get to. It makes me think, again, of a lot of these special forces guys that I watch. They've got buddies who never came back from the war. They've got buddies who came back that would love to run. They would love to get to run and exercise and have a healthy body, but they've had both of their legs blown off. I can think of times where you've been in the hospital and you see kids that would love to get to go outside and play and just be normal and run and catch and do all those things, but they can't. They would love to, but you feel like you have to, and they would wish that they got to, right? Just changing your perspective. I can think of families, myself, you know, and some of our family included, we've lost loved ones. They would love to get to get to go out and play with their kids, but they're no longer here, right? So just when you start to change the seeds that you're planting, the things that are in your thoughts and in your mind, what you pay attention to most becomes who you are. It's just a fact of life. It's what you're planting in your life. And so God's word is so good, so helpful, so encouraging, so right and true. Don't be deceived. You are a farmer prepping the ground for what's coming next. Whatever the next season is, whatever the next time frame is, you're putting something in your life right now that is going to produce a harvest of something. What will it be? Will it be positive? Will it be negative? Will it be full of what the Spirit brings, which is life, or what the flesh brings, which is death? We get to choose those things, and in fact, we have to choose those things. We have the power to sow seeds of success in the next year coming up, but we have to be aware of something really important. One of the challenges I think that we have is that it can feel very futile to plant seeds in the moment. It can feel like a waste of time. And we are in such a state of the world where feelings dominate everything. You can all of a sudden say that you're a woman if you feel like one. Well, this is ridiculousness. It's forever been ridiculous. It will forever be ridiculous, this idea, because our feelings aren't our reality. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the show so far. And if you are, please do me a big favor and simply get engaged in a simple way. For you, that might be clicking the like button or maybe subscribing to the show. For others, it may be commenting on a show that really stands out to them, or maybe it's just copying the URL and texting it to a friend or pasting that into your social media or sharing it via text, whatever it is. All of those things make a huge difference for us, and it helps us to reach more Christian men who are trying to live bigger and better lives. So number one, thank you for being a listener, and thank you for being a part of this community and part of this show. We appreciate it more than you know, and we appreciate you getting engaged and helping us out. Thanks so much. Now back to the show. In fact, today's just a good example on a different note of this, but I did not feel 
like getting into the gym today. It was just one of those days. I've been in a good routine. I like doing it. I feel better when I do it. But I'm grateful for the discipline that I'm cultivating. In our fight club, we say, you know, that I'm a man of discipline. I do the hard right thing over the easy wrong thing every time. Well, I don't always feel like that. And I don't always do the hard right thing. I I fail at times. I'm human like everybody else. But today was one of those days where the discipline kicked in regardless of how I felt. I planted a seed today of discipline by getting my butt to the gym, (laughs) got on the treadmill, and got stuff done. Now, that felt amazing afterwards because I planted a seed of discipline to prove that I really am becoming the kind of man that I want to be. Every time you do the right thing, the hard thing. You are putting a seed in the ground to say, I'm this kind of man, and you will benefit from it by doing the hard right things. You just always will. Again, the flip side is true. Had I skipped the gym today, I would have been planting a seed that created some doubt of maybe I'm not quite that guy. Maybe I don't have what it takes. And I would have suffered for it mentally, physically, spiritually, all the rest. So what I want you to be aware of in this reflection season of what am I planting and what will it likely produce? As you reflect on that, I want you to beware of the feelings dominating your life. Your feelings should not get a vote when it comes to discipline and integrity. It ought to be principles. It ought to be I'm planting seeds of success that I know are going to pay off later, regardless of how it feels today. That's super important for you as a man. If you're going to try to find breakthrough in your life, if you're going to be a man that wants to go from apathetic, lazy, discouraged to strong, honorable, joyful, all of those things, right? You have to not let feelings control your life. They are not in charge. The Holy Spirit, hopefully, is in charge of your life as a Christian man. And so we want to give him full reign every day and say, God, help me to be a man of discipline today. Help me to be a man of strength and honor and joy today. Help me to be alert, our verse in 1 Corinthians 16. Help me to be alert. Help me to stand firm in the faith today. I need to pray this and think this every day. Help me to act like a man, to be strong and to do everything in love. In Jesus' name and power, amen. That's how we pray. That's the seed that we start with every morning. And if we plant that seed every single day, guess what? You will produce a spiritual harvest in your life that God can cultivate and work with. But you have to plant that seed every single day. So four quick things here as we, as we go through this. Four quick, quick things that I want you to think about to take action on. Number one, reflect on the goals take time to review if you're at the end of the year. And even if you're not, again, just thinking about whatever season you're in here, review your goals systematically and just think through this. If your goal is to have a stronger marriage, then reflect on your goals. Where are you at? And be honest about it. If you're reviewing your goals when it comes to your mindset and you want to go from uh, just a bad mental state to a strong mental state, you need to review where you're at. And you need to be honest about, have you actually taken steps forward or, or maybe you've gone backwards? Look at your, your life when it comes to your fitness level and your physical strength, your health. 
review your goals. Were you wanting to lose weight? Were you wanting to get stronger, lose body fat, uh, walk certain amount of steps, all of that, right? You need to review your goals. And number one, if you don't have any goals, I know goal setting is tricky and a lot of people don't do it because they just know they're going to break it. But, but it's important to know where you're aiming. I mean, if you aim at nothing, Zig Ziglar said, you'll hit it every time. <laughs> aim at nothing, get nothing. And this is how a lot of men actually pursue these things. They're just kind of there. They're just kind of existing. They're just kind of like in a marriage, but they're not actually goal-oriented and working on that marriage. They have a mind, but they don't really have a mental mindset that is worth anything. They've got a body, but they're not moving it, right? So you've, you've got to be goal-oriented if you want to be a strong man, if you want to actually find breakthrough and harvest uh, the best that God has for you. If you want to live the life that God had in mind for you, you, you've got to have goals to get you forward and say, okay, I'm actually making progress or I'm not, right? That's number one. Number two, you need to learn from your mistakes. This is something where I think end of year reflection and thoughtfulness is really super helpful. Maybe you don't have like very clear goals because you just don't set a lot of goals. Well, then at least consider asking yourself the question, like what worked this year? And in particular, what didn't work very well? How, how then can I avoid the pitfalls in the future? You know, when I start thinking of these things, what worked, what didn't work, and how do I avoid them in the future? That to me is just what wisdom is all about. So I can look back at this year and think, you know, there were certain things that worked really well. I, I started taking my kids out on dates, for example, and I really felt like I was maybe just not always leading my family like I want to in terms of just having influence and, and leading them well and, and giving some spiritual guidance and direction in their life. I just felt like I was missing something there. So that was one of those goals for me that I need to get better at. And so I can look back and say, early in the year, I didn't carve out a half hour each week to just take one kid at a time. I, I can also look and say, like, I really wanted to work on my marriage this year and just continue to try to make it stronger and stronger and stronger. And in doing that, thinking through that, one of the things I put on my phone was just a, a reminder every quarter to plan something special. And all year long, we were able to do something. Now, uh, sometimes it was really great. We took a trip to Colorado once and I had some work trips and we worked it out and saved some money so that she could travel with me for those. And, you know, that was great. So I, I put plans into motion as I review that and some of those things worked. And then I look back and I say, you know, there were certain things, you know, that didn't work well and I need to fix that. But what what is that for you? As I, as I give you these thoughts again, um, I want you to be thinking in your life, like what were my goals? what worked, what didn't work, and then and how do I avoid that? And I'll give you an example. Uh, a, a guy that's in our fight club was just talking about like struggling to wake up early. Well, one of the things he was realizing that didn't work was to keep his phone next to him because he just turned the alarm off <laughs> and then kept sleeping. So that's a simple example where you might say it's important for my physical health, but also my spiritual health to get up and to be a man that is up before the rest of the family. And so this year, 
what didn't work was keeping my phone really close to me, but what did work was putting it in the bathroom where I had to get up quickly so I didn't keep my wife uh, awake at the same time and annoy her to death. And I had to go get up and go turn the alarm off, but it made me move. That's a great way for you to think about how can I avoid the pitfalls in the future? How can I learn from my mistakes? The third thing to think about is just to plan strategically to set clear and actionable goals. And again, these are things that we know about, but we don't always know how to do it. And I'll I'll give you an idea of what I think is helping me and I think helping some of the men in our community as well. We have a thing inside of our Fight Club community where the men list and I list on a week-to-week basis a weekly commitment. And what we look at is this. We what I wanted to do was shrink the gap or shrink the goal from these big goals of like the over the next 90 days, let's not eat any sugar. Well, in my experience at this stage of life, every time I've done a, a longer strategic goal, I just end up feeling a little bit like a failure. It's a long, long time to try to cut things out of your life. And so what I've done and what we're, we're doing together is really kind of creating a, a clear, actionable goal from a week-to-week basis. And then we meet up on Wednesday nights for a midweek meetup is what we call it in our community. And we just say, how are you doing so far? Rate yourself scale of one to 10. All right. What's working? What's not? Well, for us, that's a strategic, clear, actionable plan on a week to week basis. And I'll give you another example for why this works for us and why it could work for you. I may not win every day or every week, but I'm going to win more than I lose. And that's going to still get me to that 90 day goal, but I'm doing it in a way that is giving me some grace along the way. And I'll, so I guess what I'm thinking with that is this, like I'm traveling again for work and my wife and I are going, it's only for a three day trip. We're going to Florida and we're, I'm doing some work, but she gets to travel with me. Well, I know that when we're gone, um, we will go out to eat more than, you know, we do normally here because we're on the road. So rather than looking at that as a failure, like, man, I'm going to eat like crap. I'm going to set a weekly goal to enjoy fully food with my wife while we're traveling and have a great time. And then I'm going to make a commitment on the day I get back to get at, to get after it again and to win. That is a really great way to do life. It, it's a way to still win the week. And again, I may not eat crap the whole time, but I'm not going to also not enjoy life. I'm going to weekly commit to a certain plan, a specific idea. Like for me, here's just if you want insider track to kind of what I do, what a lot of what I do is I'll say, I'm going to walk 10,000 steps four days a week. I'm going to commit to that. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to go to the gym and exercise, do physical resistance training at least three days a week. I'm going to do those steps at least four. I'm going to drink at least a hundred ounces of water every day and, you know, things like that. So I'm going to set those goals a half an hour with one kid each week to spend time with them. And I just make a list of things that I'm going to commit to do. And here's the key though. I want to, I want to give this to you last, last thing here. It's different to commit to something than it is to say, I'm going to try something. What I tell guys in our community is this isn't a, I'm going to try to be a better dad. This is a specific actionable goal that you're going to say, I will do it come, you know, hell or high water or whatever phrase you want to use there. I'm going to, I'm going to make this happen. And again, I tell them, don't make five commitments if you can only keep one. But making one commitment and keeping it 
builds momentum and it's like, man, that feels good. But this isn't a, like, I'm going to try it. If you put it down, you need to do it, right? So think about your own goals at this point. You need to set clear, actionable goals. And maybe you just need to embrace this weekly commitment like what we're doing. On your own, just say this week, here's what I got going on. It's going to be a different kind of week. Kids got sports, got a church meeting, got this, got that. So with this particular week, here's how I'm going to win it. Write it down, tell a buddy about it, which kind of leads me into number four. Cultivate relationships, strengthen your support system, right? Because this is what happens. If you just try to create these actionable goals and you say, okay, every week I'm going to do this, but then you don't do it, who's holding you accountable? Who's helping you out? It's like there's a, a podcast that I did not too long ago from Admiral McRaven's book talking about, and this was the, the Wisdom of the Bullfrog is the name of the book. And one of the things he talked about was who's your swim buddy? And just this idea that in the Navy SEALs, you didn't do anything without a buddy. And I really feel like that's one of the missing ingredients in a Christian man's life today is we're trying to set goals and identify mistakes and create... Um, actionable and clear ideas for it, but we're doing it alone. Like you can win at life and you can do okay, but you will never be as strong. You will never go as far as you could have had you had a swim buddy with you, had you had an accountability partner, somebody who was just there with you and for you and pushing you, right? I mean, think about how many times you've been in the gym and you've gone one more rep, one more step, one more something, because you had somebody standing there with you and be like, come on, man, let's go. Let's get this done. You need that in your life. If you want to plant seeds of success for tomorrow's harvest, and that's where we're at with this conversation, then you need to make sure that you cultivate true friendships, godly friendships. And again, I'll pitch the community here to you. If you're not a part of a Christian men's community that's really fighting, that's really honest, that's very uh, real and open and committed to changing and to not just staying stuck. If you're not a part of that, you need to find one. If it's not getting the fight, no problem, but you need to find one. Promise Keepers, <laughs> Mid-Atlantic Men's Society. I mean, there's all kinds of things out there. But check ours out, getinthefight.club, and come see what it's about. Try it for 14 days for free. Follow us on social media, listen to the podcast for free, or go to getinthefight.club, click on newsletter at the top, and just subscribe to that. And every single week, we just send you quick, actionable things that you can read in less than two minutes to just stay focused and keep in the fight. But building relationships with conversations like this is huge. So who's your swim buddy? Who's your coach? Who are you turning to? And also, who are you lifting up? The beautiful thing about the gospel and the beautiful thing about what Christ has done is he's shown us the path to real life, to healthy life, to the best life. And that always includes you getting stronger for the sake of being a swim buddy for somebody else. All right, so here's where we're at. We're, we're planting seeds in our life all the time. And the Bible tells us in Galatians, don't be deceived. Don't fool yourself. You can't plant laziness and reap a great harvest. You can't plant fleshly desires and things that are outside of God's will and get God's blessing or God's best. What do you want? What do you want from life? What do you want from your marriage? What do you want for your physical health? What do you want from your mental health? 
What do you want in your relationships with your kids? And on and on. What do you want? What is the next year going to produce? Well, you don't have to be surprised or deceived by this. What you're planting today is what you'll harvest tomorrow. And we need to think about it. It's a great way to close out the year or any season that you're in. Reflect on where you've been. That was step one. Learn from your mistakes and identify what didn't work and how you're going to avoid the traps in the future. Set clear and actionable goals. Do it weekly and then bring somebody along and say, hey, this is what I committed to this week. Will you check in on me at the end of the week? How can I pray for you? How can I check on you? Imagine if you did that week after week. Again, that's what we do in our Fight Club community. We'd love to have you. But whether that's us or somebody else, I'm just challenging you in the next year. Don't do this alone. You don't have to do it alone. You shouldn't do this alone. Yes, God is with you. But God has given us each other as Christian men to strengthen each other and to lift one another up. And you need it. And I need it too. So uh, God bless you in your next season, whether that's moving into the new year or just a new season of life. But these are some things that I think can really help you and me to plant seeds that produce a harvest of abundance. And that's what we're all shooting for. So in closing, let me just say this. Thanks again for being here all year. Thanks for listening and being a part of this ministry. The one thing that you can do to say thank you is just to be engaged. That might be just subscribing to this podcast. Uh, It's taking the URL at the top of the page there and saying, hey, man, you should listen to this and sending it, you know, to all your social media or to a buddy via email or text or whatever it is. That makes a huge difference. We can't reach more men without you. But for just you being here listening today, thank you. So glad that you're here. I hope that it's serving and encouraging you. If you need anything from me, if you want anything, if you've got questions, email me. I read them all. It's nate at getinthefight.club. And I'll read them all and respond if I can, as quick as I can, I should say. But wish you the best in the new year. Thanks for being here. Go get in the fight. Have a great day. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for being here today and listening to the show. Please be sure to head over to the website at getinthefight.club. And before you go, if you haven't already, please subscribe, click the like button, and leave us a positive five-star review. It makes a huge difference whenever you do. Have a great day. Go get in the fight.